Welcome back. This is the Sunday Puncher Podcast. My name is Angelo. I am the host. I have Lex here with me. Lex, say hello. Yo, yo. What's good? What's good? What's good? You have fun? I did have fun. It was a little rocky at certain moments. Actually, you know what? Did I have fun? Yes. But, like, up until Floyd and, and Jake started, or Logan, <laughs> I was like, man, I might flame this card. But as they started fighting, I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, I I think it was a little rough. And so we are going to get all into this Mayweather, Logan Paul exhibition, which I, is it just me or do people not know what exhibition means? I feel like I see these people talking on social media about the fight and it's like, are you sure you know what this was supposed to be? Because let's start from the top. By the way, thank you so much for listening. As you could tell, if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, we will like just ignore the sort of the things that the producers want us to do because we just like to chop it up, okay? So we are just going to start, and I feel like the gimmick of this was really simple. Floyd was going to fight this dude, Logan Paul. I didn't know who Logan Paul was. I had to look up his Wikipedia page, find out that he was this athlete, you know, uh, <laughs> Quote unquote, like most of us actually, I think most people listening, he's like, yeah, I'm an athlete. I played so-and-so in high school, which is what Logan Paul did. And he achieved some level of success as a high school athlete. And then he went on to play Pokemon cards or whatever the case uh, that he was doing and getting into trouble because he was making these videos that some people found offensive, but that's how he got his popularity. And what we had coming into this fight was not the McGregor fight. It was not the Pacquiao fight. It was not the Gotti fight or anything like that. It was Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition. And people are trying to come at this like, oh, it was a draw or Floyd lost or Floyd won or anything like that. And like for me coming into this event, I like I am not shocked right now with how it played out. And you could be disappointed. You could be whatever way. But like I had a suspicion that Floyd is a worker. And what I mean by that is like he's a worker in the way that like Stone Cold Steve Austin is a worker. Like you put him in front of a crowd and he's going to crack some beers and you're going to cheer. And I thought <laughs> there's a high likelihood that Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul got this, this thing worked out. That we were about to see an angle here that this was not on the up and up because it was never sanctioned as a pro fight. And they never even tried to go the route of making this a legit fight. So I was out here thinking anything could happen. And now seeing people disappointed that there was no official result, that to me is confusing. Because, like, did you, like, it's like you just read the headline that they were fighting and you didn't understand anything else that went along with this. Because this was an exhibition. What do you got to say about that? No, I think that's fair. I, 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 like, honestly, I don't think that, I think for Showtime's first, like, dip into this, like, whatever you want to call it. Like, celebrity box. Yeah, this circus, right? I don't think they communicated as well as they typically would. Like they announced the rules. A lot of people didn't know what the rules were. A lot of people like I have so many friends who were like, yo, what, what time is the fight? I'm like, it's Sunday. They're like Sunday. What? They thought it was on Saturday. Um, And so I think there was just a lot of question marks around what the hell was going on. But once the fight started, it was fun. Well, let me Before stop you the right fight, there because stop. it was confusing for people to understand what this really was but i want to point something out as confusing as it was it somehow grabbed people's interest because and by the way we are definitely going to talk about the disaster that they had with their app okay but people got invested in this and that to me is so insane now obviously you have you know the most popular fighter uh of the last generation and you have a guy, Logan Paul, who's extremely popular as a YouTuber. So it's not that mysterious that it became a success. But at the same time, it's like, this was an exhibition. Like, NFL preseason ratings are good, but they're not regular season good. Because those are exhibitions. Even, even with the saying it's an exhibition, I don't think anyone knew what the hell was going on. Like, the whole entire time. Like, from the moment you saw Floyd and Logan on a poster, it's like, wow. Like... Floyd is really short compared to Logan, and Logan is jacked. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
does this guy have a chance? Like, I had a lot of people like, does does this kid have any chance? I'm like, no, he has zero chance. Like, why are you asking me that? I told my friend, I'm going to say the comparison. I don't care. I told my buddy that it's like a condom. Like, whatever the odds are of you getting someone pregnant with the condom on, like, those are the odds. And he was dying laughing. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yes, man. What are you talking about? And, like, even when the fight started. So and we Logan just all like, were I, curious why that was your example. But go on. Even when the fight started. When the fight started and Logan threw that wild-ass flurry towards, like, the end of the first, I think. Yeah. I, I think, like, that that mystique grew. It's like, wait a minute. He's, like, really trying to do some shit in there. Like, all right. So, so although it was an exhibition, I don't think, like, until the end, until they were on the mics, like, yeah, I had fun. I don't think anyone <laughs> knew what that was going on. Was Floyd going to stop him? Was Logan going to hit a home run? What was going on? The disappointment, if there's any, that there wasn't a knockout also, to me, is confusing. Because it's like, Logan Paul is big. That is a big boy. He was well over 200 pounds in that ring, outweighing Floyd probably by 50 pounds. I mean, they say he couldn't weigh no more than 190, but that was 190 at a certain point. And I believe... What is weighing 190? Yeah, so you, you, you can add probably at that point safely 20 pounds. Floyd, we know Floyd. He He... Weighed in probably just a little lower than what he showed up in the ring. So he most likely was outweighed 40 to 50 pounds. He's a guy who doesn't throw a lot of punches. I mean, his punches are accurate. But I don't think Floyd was really there to hurt anybody. I don't think he was really there to end it in one round. Because it was an exhibition. And I think Floyd went in there with the mindset that he had with Conor McGregor. Which is that I want to give fans a, a good and exciting fight. The only issue, and I think Floyd said this in the post-fight conference, is that Logan Paul came in and was his victory was last in the distance. And of course, because there was no winner or loser, this was not a score, they weren't scoring it. He would just go eight rounds and hold this guy. And like, I don't know if you caught this, but like there was a couple of times in the clinches where like Logan would move Floyd. And like you could that that was when it was kind of funny to me because like you could see the size and strength difference was like, oh, if Logan really wanted, like, in terms of a manhandling sense, he could have tossed Floyd all over that ring. 100%. I mean, he was, like, grab he was grabbing Floyd at will, pretty much. Floyd's a guy that knows how to work the clinches, too. And, uh... Yeah, like, using his, his forearms and, like, getting in little body shots and stuff like that. And it was just... It was tricky. Yeah, Floyd's the, Floyd's the guy... He, he can do all that stuff, but he... There, there was no way he was doing that in this fight. Also, the, the logistics of it with uh, with Logan Paul's length, I think that was definitely something that Floyd was a little concerned about. But like, you saw him get into his rhythm, and I think he he realized early on, all right, yeah, this is exactly what I thought. He's not going to hurt me here. I'm not going to do anything stupid. And that's literally been like what Floyd has done his whole career, which is like, I won't do anything stupid in the fight to get myself knocked out. No, sir. A, a point... A point in the fight came, and I, I saw it listening to the trainer tracks, like, after the fight. I think it was in the sixth round where Logan's trainer was like, you're not tired. Oh, like, oh, he wants to finish you. Just don't yep. let him finish yep. you. Keep grabbing him. Keep grabbing yep. him. Just get to, get to the end of the – and it's like, okay, so, like, you're just here to survive. Like, that's not <laughs> – like, that's not, uh, you know, what we had hoped for. But, you know, it's all good. Let me ask you this question. Did you enjoy the main event? I did because I had no clue like what to expect, honestly. And I think like that's what makes entertainment. It's like when like there's risk involved and you don't know what to expect, it's good. And obviously if Floyd got like chinned or some shit, like that would be crazy. And whether or not Floyd would stop him. So yeah, no, I, I had fun. It was cool. I mean when when he started holding, that was kind of whack, but besides that, it was cool. I think it was everything that I expected. Um Floyd didn't train. If you think he trained, like, come on, people, wake up. He didn't train. He might have trained a little bit for the cameras, but he didn't really train. And he didn't get himself, like, into, you know, I'm fighting Manny Pacquiao shape. I'm fighting Marcos Maidana shape. He showed up in, like, you know, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to not get hit. I'm going to hit this guy a few times, and I'm going to cash a $100 million check. That was the shape he was in. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, it wouldn't shock me if Floyd sparred, like, a couple times, did some, like, light pad work, and that was all his training. Like, like minimal road work, 
minimal like ab roller like he likes to do with the sit-ups where he stands up. Like none of that. Just just very minimum and bare. <laughs> just get in the gym, get warmed up a little bit, collect like you said, collect that hundred million, we out. I mean, if you go back and look at the McGregor fight, you could clearly see this like that's what he did. He didn't train hard for that fight. He went out there, you know, putting in work day in and day out, doing two days. He showed up and he's like, I, I know the game plan. I know the path to victory here. And I just got to follow it. And so at the end of the day, I think this was one of those events that's like oddly captivating. But then you walk away from it. It's like, well, what did I expect? And I feel like a lot of people deluded themselves into thinking that this was going to be anything than what it was, which is. I mean, listen, you're, you're always going to have people who are going to complain. Ultimately, this event produced. Two highly memeable clips. Well, like there's a bunch of clips out of the Floyd fight, so whatever. A, bu- a bunch of memeable clips, a potential fight of the year candidate, and one fight that was like, meh. So it's like, like was it really that bad? A lot of entertaining moments with uh, Diesel Zamero, however you say their names. Like, I was, don't act like you don't know cool. how to say Diesel Zamero's name. I, I, I just want to pronounce it right. Diesel's. Diesel's. Like Jesus. Deezus. And listen. I do want to say there's going to be people out there specifically for me because I talk my shit that they're going to be like, yo, what what are you going to say about the Showtime app crashing, the ring slipping, you was hating on celebrity fights. Listen, honestly, I I don't don't know if I want to see another one of these. Like, I'm cool with regular boxing. I'm not encouraging more of these. I do think that there's a lot of reason to be a little bit disappointed with Showtime, honestly. Like the app crashing is crazy. That's not a good look. The the ring being wet for hurt Arias, like that's crazy. Cause like, imagine imagine how hurt must feel, bro. Like the dude sat out forever. His pops just died. He's got this goofball trainer t- telling him to fight in, in the worst style possible. He's slipping all across the ring, and he loses to Luis Arias. Like that's not and and Luis Arias fought good, so credit to him. But that's just tough. So I don't know, man. Showtime was like. Like, I don't know. They didn't come as correct as they normally would, I guess. Well, Is that fair? Am I tripping? No, I think it's fair. I think I disagree with you on some of what you said. In terms of, I don't want to see another one of these. Shut your ass up. Because (laughs) you will be the first one ordering the next Showtime pay-per-view when they got someone coming out of retirement to fight another celebrity. Shut up. Okay, and how I know no, no, this? No, no, no. I, I, you're right, cause I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited for Jake and uh, Woodley and Woodley, but be, but more so because like I look at it as like a cool matchup. Those dudes like, are gonna be trying to win, or no, actually, yeah, Jake Paul's gonna be trying to win. Woodley remains to be seen. I think Woodley's gonna be legit. We'll see. I don't know if you've ever watched him fight in MMA, but his last few fights, Woodley is, uh. He, he's, he's, he's not good. I could say something very, like, mean, but I'll just say that he's not good. Woodley might be weak, but li- listen, this is what I want everyone to li- think about, right? He's been a professional fighter for, like, a decade. All these MMA Probably guys... his whole fought. life, actually. Huh? Probably his whole life. Okay, so probably his whole life, even better. I watched a Fight Hub interview where he was like, I used to spar Peter Quillen. So, like, there's going to be certain things that he knows how to do as a fighter. Like, Jake Paul probably beat to- Peter Quillen. Huh? Jake Paul would probably beat Peter Quillen. Prime Peter Quillen or now Peter Quillen? He had a prime? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I expect I expect Woodley to know certain things, like how to take punishment. How to like set Oh, he can take up. punishment. Well, I've seen him do that. And I don't even know, like, so he lost his last three UFC fights, but I don't think any of them were by knockout with fists. I think he got like submitted in a couple of those joints. So, and I could be wrong. But I expect him to be different than the past guys. He's not going to be Nate running in like an idiot. He's not going to be fat, out of shape, Ben Aspirin. And he's not going to be a Nissan Gibb who, who he doesn't want to fight. So it's going to be that, – that'll be fun. That's comp- competition. Sign me up. I like it. Like goofy, weird, like like celebrity versus rear boxer. Like I'm, I'm cool on those. So, so you're not here for Floyd versus the next guy? I don't think we're going to – I don't think Floyd's going to do another one. Uh, you, you, you think so? I, 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 one thing about Floyd is like what makes him so smart 
is he never gets greedy. He never got greedy as a fighter. He never got greedy outside of the ring. And I think with these kind of, I think he just one and done. I don't see him doing another one. Even his answer. Did you hear his answer when they asked him? Yeah, he had to get back with the team. He's like, I'm old. I'm going to get back with the team. It, it, it wasn't very like convincing. I could see him just taking his, like you said, 100 mil, and I'm good. I think Floyd is addicted to the spotlight. He had to do it one more time just to prove to everybody that, listen, I'm that guy. You you have me on your card. Your app's going to crash. We're trending number one before I, like four fights before I even start. Like we're going to crack Google metrics. All the Reddit comments is going to be crazy. The pay, the 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 uh the Discord is gonna be crazy. That's what Floyd does. The Discord was I'm, crazy. Bro, the, you know, the, disc, the Discord. I've never seen so many people on. Like, what is the little sidebar? What is that? Tell the people. It's on Voice. Yo, there was like a there was like four hundred people on Voice. I've never even seen that before. The the I mean, we'll see when we get the traffic stats. Uh, but the stats look insane right now. Just. Um, tell, tell, tell them about the Reddit comments. I I respect the Reddit. I know not everyone respects oh, Reddit. I respect the, Reddit. Tell the Reddit people. comments are like ten thousand more than, well, are like it, it's like ten thousand more than the most ever. Floyd versus Pacquiao. I think you said it was twelve k, and yeah. this was like twenty two or twenty four k. It was twenty three. Last like I checked, it's going up. Yeah, and they're doing a post fight interview, so they're definitely still in there chatting, like Leonard Ellerby's talking right now. Yeah, I, it, it's. I mean, it's wild. It is truly wild uh, the way this is caught on. But you you said you don't know if you want another one of these. And my thing is, I think there's a market for this. And the concern, though, that I have, because look, one of the things that I'm always willing to do, and I think we're willing to do this on the podcast, or at least I am, is I'm willing to provide the counterpoints for what I'm saying. I think there is a market for this type of thing, okay? But I do think there's going to be diminishing returns. This is going to be the biggest one, okay? Well, actually, Mayweather-McGregor is probably the biggest biggest one. This is going to be huge. And the next one's probably not going to be as big. And I think Floyd knows that, and I think Floyd and his team know that, that there's, there's only so much they can do unless they can top, and I don't know that you can top it. And then there's the other thing that goes against what I'm saying, which is like, I think when people start to see the strings, when people start to build up uh, an expectation of what these things are supposed to be, that's when they start to tune out because they're past of like, yeah, I got burned last time because I was trying to watch X, Y, and Z and they didn't deliver. So I'm not watching this time. And so, you know, that there's, there's that to consider, but I, I think there's going to be a market for these. I think we're going to see everybody trying to get in on this because it looks like this is this is GameStop stock right now. We, we've we had this over the past couple of years and people have tried to do it in, in various ways. Triller obviously tried to do it. And I think this was like, no, this this is different. You know, I don't think the, the Tyson and Jones thing got to this level. It wasn't crossing over like this. And so, I mean... Nothing, I, I, I mean, come on. Like, this up. is like... Like, this one's for boxing Twitter, okay? This, these comments I'm about to make. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really gotten to this level. Like, at, at, like if anyone want to bu- wants to bust out any metrics, nothing's going to do what this did tonight. I mean, the, the Ocho Cinco shit went viral instantly, and that was like way before the main event. And and, the, and and one thing you do have to give Showtime credit for is they did a good job of like staggering, like okay, here's Logan Ring Walk, Migos going to do their little fake concert, commercial, commercial, commercial. Now Floyd, like they gave people enough time to get get locked in i had like 10 people text me like where's the link where's the link where's the link yo this is wild okay so i just looked up the roy jones and mike tyson comment or thread because i wanted to compare the uh i wanted to compare the threads uh the the comments and like the this floyd the floyd logan paul one is just like completely way above it way above it it's uh I, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Because it was just too random. It, this thing was... Bro, Floyd fought a heavyweight tonight. And mm-hmm. you, you could say, oh, he, Logan's not a boxer. Yo, that dude was in dog shape. Even Tony Harrison said it in the third or fourth round. He said, Floyd's not stopping him. He is in amazing shape. Look on Tony Harrison's Twitter. I don't know what kind of training 
Logan was doing, what strength and conditioning coaches he may have been with, uh, air quotations. You was seeing whatever, the same guy John Pascal was seeing. I, you said it, not me. Whatever he was doing, he was in good ass shape. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't in this good shape for uh, KSI. He looked trash by round four. So he, he just did eight rounds solid. So you know, credit to him. It was just a lot of a lot of freak show, a lot of circus, a lot of unknown, and that's it's always going to be interesting to the people. To me, the worst part of the night was what happened with the app, and I, I definitely think it was because of traffic. You know, you have Showtime that has their app and they have shows that people watch. You know, Billions is very popular. What's that other one called that's very popular? Weeds? No, it's not Weeds. It's the other one. Not Weeds. It's the older one. The Shameless. They got yeah, shows same. that are popular. Their documentaries pop off every now and then. And they also, you know, show fights, have shown fights, and they've offered pay-per-view fights for a long time. And I've never seen this with their app. I have never seen Showtime's app give me trouble, but it was struggling today. And I think even up to the main event, they never really fully resolved it. I think that is going to be an issue. Uh, they're going to have to reevaluate things and kind of obviously bolster that back end so that they can, can accommodate the level of traffic that they got. But so there's two ways to look at that. One, assuming that that was due to traffic and everything I see indicates that that's what it was. That's good. If your app is going to break, you do want it to be because so many people are using it. But obviously that comes with the cost of like, well, it's not good actually that we can't deliver the product that we told people we were out to deliver. And I, I definitely struggled with that. You know, I didn't, I think, I don't think my app loaded up uh, until about 12 minutes into the event. And then I came back in like round two of the Chad Johnson fight and it would come in, it would come out, it would dip away for like two minutes and then come back. And then it, it just did that basically the rest of the night. And I had to have a stream open on the side so that one, when the TV stream would go out, I had the other stream to look at so that it would work. Now, is this my fault for not ordering through cable? No, because I don't have cable. But it would have been nice to see the whole uh, event without having to deal with that. And like, it's obviously, a, I think to me is one of those annoying things to deal with in terms of like inconveniences. When you're trying to look at something, you're trying to watch something, and you get the buffering. Did you did you have any issues with it? I did, but it ended up working out in the end. But I will say, um, my buddy, who was like, I was shooting him like links, whatever. I was I I got I ordered a friend who was uh wanted to watch. I was sending him links. Yo, I had to go through like twelve different links, it, like. I think the traffic of this fight was very, very real because it seems like no matter where you went, there was issues. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen a fight where like twelve links broke. Right, you like, couldn't they, get a link. They all cracked, huh? Like you couldn't, you just couldn't get a good link. You would click on it, and it would just be like disconnected. And it, it's not because like the fed, the feds stopped it. It was just overloaded. Yeah. It was link after link after link. Like, I, I think the traffic of, of this fight, like, when it's all said and done, is going to be real impressive. I mean, it's, it's exactly what Floyd said. Robbing the bank. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, at the end of the day, this has happened. hundred, Almost 150,000 people are watching the, the Mayweather-Paul post-fight press conference. Like, you got to realize that there are fights that don't get that kind of traffic. There are fights that aren't watched this much. And I'm not talking about the club level. I'm talking about like Showtime has put fights on that don't got this many people watching. ESPN Plus has put on fights that don't got this many people watching. Matchroom, Golden Boy, they put fights on the app. They don't get this kind of traffic. That is insane. Now, granted, again, these two guys, like obviously Logan Paul is very popular outside of boxing. Floyd Mayweather, very popular in and out of boxing. So it shouldn't be surprising. And also speaking of not being surprising, one of the recurring themes of Floyd's career is that you 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 get hyped for a fight, the fight's over, and you say, why didn't I expect that? I'm the idiot. Why didn't I 
did why did I believe that Manny Pacquiao wasn't about to get out boxed for twelve rounds? <laughs> why did why, of course Robert Guerrero had no no shot. By the way, if you're thinking like what I just said is crazy, why would we say that? Like Robert Guerrero legit had buzz to fight Floyd. That was an opponent people wanted to actually see Floyd fight. At the end of the fight, though, you're like, oh, I should have saw that coming. Floyd wasn't going to stand and trade like like he was to Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. He was going to go in there, and he was going to pot shot him for 12 rounds, and he'd cash his check. And that's what we saw in this fight again, yet again. Floyd comes in here. He pot shots. If the knockout came, cool. If not, he's fine. Don't put anything at risk. Don't risk any injury, and you walk away with a check. So, like, real random, I'm looking at um, Showtime Boxing's Instagram, mm-hmm. which is like a video of the highlights of the fight or whatever. Yeah. And majority of the comments say, I still can't watch, whereas by refund. Or <laughs> the commentary was so cringe, WTF. And I'm like, they, like to me, this just goes to what I was saying, where a lot of people didn't know, like, what the hell was going on. Like, it was comic relief. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be commentary, I guess. People didn't get the memo. Yo, Jesus said the N word during the main event. <laughs> Not, you know, you, you, uh, what did, I can't remember what he said. He said something and I was like, oh, wow. They, he, they are really nah, feeling themselves. They, there was a porn reference during the main event. I don't know if you caught it. I don't remember, man. They said a lot of things that were hysterical, honestly. The, the one thing that they weren't, this is, if you listen to their podcast, this is like, it happens all the time. So I'm not shocked by it. They always just talk over each other. And they were definitely talking over Moro. They were talking over each other. Uh, the commentary in, like, if you were comparing it to, like, what you expect to hear on Fox, that was not good. But in terms of, like, was this commentary good because it matched the spectacle and just the meme of the main event, it was perfect. Just like the Triller cards were perfect. Like, I, I thought the, the commentary was good. With the exception of Oscar, I didn't think Oscar was too good. But like for the most part, the commentary was just loose. It's like, yeah, we're not watching real, like we don't need to be serious. When they needed to be serious, they brought out Abner Mars, they brought out Al Bernstein. So random, how many people do you think are watching the the Logan Paul post fight presser right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know, like 150. 177. Yeah, that number is going up. And it's still yes, and it's still going up. No, so wait, real quick, back to Jesus Amaro. Yo, when when they were cooking on Jake, because Jake was like, my brother beat Floyd, and he was like, uh, no, he didn't. Like, yeah. that, that leaned me. And there was something you messaged me during the fight. I don't remember what it was, though. I got to like, look it up. Ugh, hysterical. They did their thing. They did a good job. I, I, like, I, I didn't feel that Amaro knew how to, like, get in between them on rhythm, but, like, them two alone were very on point i thought i thought he was really good moral was really good with them because the thing that you don't want to do is to try to keep them like on track that's not what they were there for they were there to be comic relief and and just kind of talk about the fight the way they do on their show and moral was able to like toss in some play-by-play set those guys up laugh or react to what they were saying and he was legit laughing at their jokes that's what you wanted to hear if they would have had a guy who was trying to be like i'm the play-by-play guy and i'll throw to you guys that would not have been good he worked around them and i think that worked out for the broadcast and and the commentary yeah overall is dope overall is dope i have a question for you yeah so now now that this is all done Mm -hmm. where where do you stand on jake on Logan Paul, like do you like him, dislike him, um, impartial, whatever. I think I respect what he does. I respect the lane that he's in. I respect the gimmick. I can't deny the the work ethic he's got. I can't deny that the guy has a team around him that clearly know what to do. Uh, and I'll extend it out to Jake Paul. The one thing I like, I think Jake Paul can actually fight. First of all, I think he can. Is he going to, you know, people don't take that out of context. Does he beat Tommy Fury? Probably not, you know, but can he fight? If we give him some time, can he do, can he make something happen? I think he can make something happen. Okay. Now, what I won't deny more so than his ability to box or anything like that, 
These dudes are heat magnets. They 100% know the game. And Canelo tweeted out a facepalm emoji after the fight. Okay? <laughs> and, and, like, whatever. Canelo is a salty uh, professional fighter. Blah, blah, blah. Okay? But Jake Paul re- retweeted what Canelo wrote and said, You can't sell pay-per-views. I would eat you alive. It's hard to not have a reaction to that as a boxing fan. Unless you see the work there. This dude's a heat magnet. That is a carefully crafted statement to get you to feel some type of way, to get in your feelings, or to back him up and and, and be down with him because that's your dog. And I love that. I, I, I respect that sort of WWE grind. And that's what he's doing and, now. And like he did this move when he went to the um, the UFC fight. I think he went to the Conor McGregor fight, and he was like talking trash, uh, Dan Cormier or, or whatever, however you say his name. The whole crowd was like F Jake Paul. Like he gets how to make those little plays. Like I'm to be honest, like I rock with the Paul brothers. I mean, I'm not 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 a whole lot, but like I respect the movement. And honestly, I don't feel like like when they're being serious, I. They they have respectable takes. Like I like what Jake says about the UFC. I think that's the right thing to say and do. And and Logan could be like an asshole if he really wanted to. Like he's rich and doesn't do anything, but he seems pretty humble about it. He has a positive message from from what I can see. I mean, I'm I'm not familiar with his body of work or whatever, but um, they seem all right overall. I'm not I'm not mad at the hustle. No, I, I, I get it. You know, these guys, like, that's their whole thing is, like, to, to get a reaction out of people. Uh, and typically, though, they're not professional fighters. Well, they're trying to venture into that. And Logan is, you know, okay for somebody who's not a fighter. And Jake is like, okay, there's, you know, there's a there's a little something there. And so, you know, obviously, we, we don't hold them to the same standard that we hold, like, I don't know, Vito Melnicki. You know, we're going to hold him to a much higher standard. <laughs> but Hilarious. overall, like, I, I think, you know, obviously tonight was really rough. I think there were a lot of things working against them. The rain, like, God was, like, trying to trying to send a message like, hey, you know, I'm going to try to delay this for you guys so you can straighten the app out. And I'm going to send this rainstorm in so you guys can work on it. The rain wasn't a good look. Now, granted, that was not the worst rain that I've seen before on a fight that was outdoors. So uh, I remember Oscar Valdez getting his jaw broken against Scott Quigg uh, in the rain in a local fight here. And he still won, by the way. Shout out Oscar Valdez. Uh, I remember Sergio Martinez getting that uh, quote-unquote decision victory over Martin Murray down in Argentina. So, you know, rain is not... A stranger. Uh, what what UK fight had rain in it? There was an outdoor UK fight where it was raining. It might have been a Joshua fight. I can't remember though. I know ball chucking. What's it called? Brandon Adams had rain. Oh uh, oh yeah, that was that's pretty recently too. Um, mm-hmm. Boa check, uh Yeah. He, um, <laughs> that was that was that was a rough one for him. Uh, but I I will say like overall, I think I enjoyed the event. You know, I know that there were some issues, and I do think that. The streaming issues was just no bueno. The I didn't expect a knockout, so I I'm not even disappointed with the main event. It was like all right, exactly what I expect. Uh, the undercard, I'm not surprised by the result in the Jarrett Hurd fight. Actually, I'm a little surprised. I'm not shocked no, by it, but I'm surprised that he couldn't have pulled it out. Because I thought even if you took some punishment in that fight, he was gonna pull it out. At the end of the day, it's still like Jared Hurd is like a big name. Like he's one of TBC's top dogs. To so so to see him lose to Louis Arias, who who is a cool little fighter, is that's shocking. You know what I mean? So I mean they I put him so- on this undercard. They put Jared Hurd on this undercard. This isn't like they put Jared Hurd on the undercard of Danny Garcia and Ivan Redcak. No, they put him on a Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul undercard, which is going to have millions of people watching all around the world, a real opportunity for Jared Hurd to uh, get himself into position for a big fight at 154. And what we saw out of Jared Hurd was not good 
at all. You know what? Real quick, I think Jared Hurd may have been the only non-TMT fighter besides Logan on the on the whole card. You know, you Chad. are correct. A lot of people don't realize that Badu Jack is not a PBC guy. Yeah, so I mean, like, like they had something special reserved for Jared to be on this card, and it'd be like his little showcase, and it ain't work out like that. And I see a couple people on Twitter talking about like PBC activity curse or something. Like, listen, man, that it was a good matchup. Leonard Ellerby said it. He said this is going to be a hell of a fight. And your boy, who who shall remain anonymous, said for freezing cold takes, no way, and had to apologize because that fight was cracking. It, like, I, not, I'm not gonna say a fight of the year for sure, but like that that'll be one of the better fights of the year, probably like top twenty, give or take. It's not activity at all. If you think it's activity, that is um, just a lukewarm take. Jared Hurd what is, is <laughs> what is it? <laughs> There's a lot of things that I could say here, but at the end of the day, something that I've said for quite a while is Jared Hurd's just not that good. He's not who you think he is. He's a former unified champion at 154. How did he get those titles? Well, he got it by taking a lot of punishment, giving some out, being the bigger guy, being able to outlast the guys that he was in the ring with. But like, if you remember like the, the debut fight for, for Hurd when he first made that like NBC appearance on a PVC card... I remember being completely underwhelmed with him, with the exception of he landed on and he landed an insane uppercut during that fight. And that was it. Jared Hurd didn't like put on a masterclass, but he immediately got elevated because of that uppercut, which is so nice. He um that he scored that knockdown. And then he 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 had some nice wins, no doubt about it. But like if you look at the fights and how they played out, it's like, wait a second. He won the fight, he stopped the guy in the 10th round, but he also took five rounds of punishment in order to get there. And at some point, that's got to catch up to you. And we are seeing a guy who's the punishment over the years has caught up with him. And in, in both in terms of like what's been taken out of him, but also there's not been a learning process that has happened where the holes in his game have now been plugged up. This just hasn't happened. And but what, wait, 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 wait. What about K Karoma? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. This this is a this is a long, long story. Oh, we ran tell away. Here. My bad. I didn't mean to cut off your rant. Ran away. So he then goes up against J Rock. Coming into this, Jared Heard had went hard rounds with Arizona Delara, hard rounds with Tony Harrison, hard rounds with Austin Trout. And you may be thinking, like, my memory is that he stopped Trout. He stopped Harrison. No, he got his ass beat until he took over in the last couple of rounds and and changed the tide. But Austin Trout pieced him up. Tony Harrison pieced him up. And then finally, J-Rock, or and then he had the, he literally would not have won the fight against Arizona Laura. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's literally. But in my mind, he doesn't win that fight against Laura if he does not score that late knockdown. Then he goes to J-Rock. J-Rock says, I can stand up to this guy. He can't fight if somebody brings it like the way he brings it in a fight. If somebody gets physical with them, he will crumble. And what happened? He did. So then what does Jared Hurd do? Well, he switches to Kay Karoma, who I believe is not a good trainer. Just from the perspective of none of his fighters are actually interesting to watch. But secondly, I, I don't know what he's teaching these guys because it ain't working. You saw Jared Hurd come out here against Francisco Santana, a guy that everyone hated the matchup because Francisco Santana was moving up from 147, wasn't the biggest 147-pounder, but guess what? Jared Hurd couldn't stop him because Kei Karoma had him doing things that made him look like a clown in there, made you forget that this was a former unified 154-pound champion, a guy who everyone thought the showdown would be this guy versus Jermel Charlo, all the belts on the line, okay? Kei Karoma tries to change up what worked about Jared Hurd, try to fix what didn't, wound up not doing either of those things, maybe making both of them worse. And what do you know? You have a guy who goes into this fight with Luis Arias, a guy not known for punishing guys. And he got punished. Punished. And I understand Jared Hurd uh, gained a lot of weight. He also lost his dad. So like, you know, I, I there's obviously that part, that factor that is there too. And Luis Arias even said it after the fight. Maybe this is too soon. Maybe he shouldn't have gotten into the ring. Maybe. But 
there are so many factors here with Jared Hurd where like you could say, oh, okay, yeah, this he this was almost like a trap fight for him. And, you know, this was at a different weight and all this stuff. Like we get, we can play the blame game all we want here. And certainly there are things that you could blame. But at at the end of the day for me, I think it's just not that shocking that he lost when you add all of these things up. I'm disappointed for sure because I do think Jared Hurd is a very likable fighter. Uh, he's a guy that you want to see do good, especially with what went on in his life. Uh, so I'm not happy that he he lost the fight. But I do want to see, I also want to see this guy be able to bounce back and become the Jared Hurd. Uh, uh, or the best version of Jared Hurd, I should say. Do you think that that is possible? Um, Yeah, Al Heyman has a, or PBC. They, they, there's a magical thing in PBC where guys can lose and like manage to climb back up. And I, I don't want to say like clever matchmaking where it's like not appealing, but they'll put guys in good fights and like they'll get them there. So I, I think Jared has a chance. I just, listen, he has to get rid of K Karoma or K Karoma has to be honest with him and be like, yo, you have to fight in Terminator mode. Like, K Karoma is the most overrated trainer I think I've ever bear witness to. Like people, like he's Shakur, he's F.A. Jared went to him, and it's all this talk about like, like what does he do? He makes everyone bad. I've never seen a trainer that so many people go to, and like they regress. Jared can only be successful in Terminator mode. I said it in the group. He gave away the first like five rounds or four rounds because he's trying to box. He can't box. It, if if you want to preserve your career, it's not going to happen. You either have to make the decision to be a Terminator and have a short career. Or quit because you're not gonna like you're not gonna win doing anything else, and so for Jared to because I think like he, Lewis Arias basically admitted to almost being stopped. Yeah, but he didn't have to say Jared, it. We knew if you watched that fight, he, he knew he was he, almost he, out of there. Jared has to fight in a way where he, he he's just on the pedal the whole fight, and like I almost would rather see him with like Robert Garcia or or Kenny Porter or something like that. Like Karoma is not the guy for. It's such a bad matchup. And and it's a shame because, like you said, like I think everyone likes Jared Hurd. He's so likable. He's so cool. It was nice to see him back in a good groove and stuff like that. He's training. He lost the weight. He was flexing in the mirror on Instagram. Like, everything was good, but he can't, like, bro, the dude with shoulder in the Philly shell, like, what are you doing? Like, that's, not, that's never going to be you. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is not it. You know, Am I all? No, I think like in the NBA, you got skill players, you got will players. You know, you got the finesse of a Steph Curry. The moment Steph Curry starts trying to back someone up in the paint, like <laughs> you, right. you know what you're getting. Or you, you see you see Julius Randle trying to play at the perimeter. And it's like, no, nah, man, that's not your game. And I feel like Jared Hurd's a guy that like he is that the Julius Randle type. You may take some shots from the outside and you may knock them down every now and then, but that's not your game. We want you driving. We want you back to the basket. We want you working down low. And they they are taking Jared Hurd and standing him at the three-point line saying, shoot. And, and that's not his game. And you could just see it. Like His anticipation for punches is like not very good. Arius was catching him. I think with Jared Hurd, the the move for him is to say, like, look, you're an aggressive fighter. You're a come-forward guy, and you're big. You have to get better fighting on the inside. A guy like J-Rock can't do this to you. And so he needed to go to Philly and get with the Philly trainer and teach him the art of fighting on the inside while being able to not get hit with those overhand right hands that Arias just kept tagging him with over and <clears> over <throat> again. Karoma had him doing a Philly shell, leaning back, getting hit off the top of the head with that with the right hand over and over again. That was so dumb. Like, like can you imagine this guy's like a real trainer and telling Jared Hurd to do Philly shell? Do you know how like crazy that is to me? It's as crazy as like Virgil Hunter telling uh, Andre Berto do the Philly shell. It's like, that's not how Berto fights. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Uh, you know, just, but sometimes there are, there are combinations of fighter trainer that just aren't good. 
Abner Mars and uh, Abner Mars and Virgil Hunter didn't click like that, and Mars had to leave. He went to Robert Garcia, won a world title again. <laughs> it's so funny. People think that. So Lex just sent me a tweet from Darren Ravel. Floyd made a lot of money tonight. Floyd lost a lot of credibility tonight. My guy. The only one that loses credibility is anybody who takes it seriously. It is an exhibition, guys. If it was staged, you couldn't even complain because it's an exhibition. You showed up for an entertainment bout with no declared winner. Come on, people. This was We are lucky that they were actually throwing live rounds in there and not, you know, staging a a mysterious knockdown comeback and win the fight sort of thing. That is not what we saw, and we could have gotten that. I, I don't even understand his tweet. Like, what credibility did Floyd lose? Well, here's like, the other thing. If Floyd would have went in there and just smoked Logan Paul out in one round, <laughs> what would people have said? They would have said it was staged, it was fake, it was ridiculous that they charged $50 for Floyd to just beat up a novice, an amateur. I don't know. I, I just hate seeing like people who are out of the loop talk about what the loop is. Like you, you're not. Isn't that in all of what Twitter is? No, because like there's a lot of people on Twitter that they're not they're not trying to like shit on the fight or whatever. Like I don't think this. I don't think it's necessary to shit on the fight. Like if you want to shit on Showtime for the app crashing, totally acceptable. Uh, anything else, or or like Showtime for having it in a in an outdoor venue while it's raining in Miami, and in Miami's like a temperate climate. Okay, cool, that's understandable. But like, what did you expect? It's Floyd versus a YouTuber. Like, so what? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what credibility is there to lose? It's a jo- it's a joke, basically. It's a circus. What, like, did Floyd lose credibility because he didn't stop Logan? He beat Pacquiao and Canelo, who were like probably two of the best fighters in the game. Like, what? I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird to me. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I just, I, I, it's, it's just weird, man. But people, at the end of the day, will complain about anything, and so I, I think it's just like you know, this is what we got here. People complain about anything, and if Floyd would have stopped them, people would have said something. If Floyd would have knocked him out, or if Floyd would have gotten knocked out. People would have said something. <laughs> that's that's the only outcome probably that would have been like the most like le- the, the least complained about is if Floyd just got stopped or something like that. It would it would have been wild, okay? So it's just like guys, if you're mad that you spent your money on this, well, be mad at yourself. Like you you took an L here. I mean, was it an L though? Like if you ordered it, it and you're mad that you ordered it, yeah, you took an L. Oh, if you're if you ordered it and you're mad you ordered it, yes. <laughs> That's the end of the day. That's what it is. You you took the L. Like okay, just hold it. Um, look, I I won't say nothing because I have one hundred percent taken the L before on pay per views that I bought, and I was like, well, that was a waste of time. That wasn't the one. <laughs> I I just wasted three and a half hours of my time. Or if you're somebody like Tim Boxeo who like buys pay per views and like they never even go live. Let alone, you, you didn't even get a, a little hint of, of what you were missing. They just like didn't go live. They just took your money. Um, there's that. I, I just think that this fight doesn't matter at the end of the day. Floyd don't care. Because if you walk away with $100, $100 million, think what you want. You earned it. You paid the money. You can think what you want. But I got my $100 million. I, I feel like someone out there. I can hear him right now typing on their t- Twitter keyboard. Angelo is a PBC Nick Ryder. Floyd didn't make a hundred million dollars. There's oh, no way. I don't way. think anybody's saying that. If you're listening, Showtime if you're still listening, you're time. definitely not one of those people that's going to say something that dumb. They might have said no. So, so is is a hundred million the number? Because I know someone's hating right now. That's what they say. I don't know. That's what they say though. Okay. So you're just. You're going off what they said. Okay. I think they, they they said Floyd is set to make anywhere between 70 and $100 million. Based off of the traffic, I am thinking we're leaning towards the high end of that number, which is why I think, okay, well, fine, probably $100 million. I could be wrong. It's not a big deal, though. 
ain't we don't we don't need to count Floyd's money. The guy has, I mean, he's made more money off of boxing than probably anyone in history. You know, that's another. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm seeing a lot of like Floyd has to be broke. Why is he doing this? I'm like, yo, this dude is broke. What? Like, are we still gonna do this rumor? We we used to do that in like 2012. We're still gonna do this. Floyd's broke. Come I on. mean, it's it's certainly not that he's broke. Um. I think the big takeaway here is one Showtime's app. They they need to contact John Pascal's people and help them out. They they need a little help. Okay, if you're like this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, and maybe you're not a boxing fan, but you wanted to hear about Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, and you're like, who's this John Pascal guy? He's a guy that tested positive for four PEDs. Usually, a guy tests positive for one, maybe two. But he tested positive for four, and he was supposed to fight on this card, but because he was on the sauce, he uh, was not able to fight. And whoever his guy is, they need to help out Showtime and get their app straight. Uh, Clearly, also, no Showtime fight has ever done numbers on this scale, since, to me, I've ordered all the Showtime pay-per-views for a very long time off of the app. I've never had this issue. Except for... um, Mayweather McGregor. No, I would say after Mayweather McGregor. So actually, I don't think I've actually ordered that many pay-per-view or Showtime pay-per-views because I've been at them. I ordered Tank Barrios, the Charlos. Um, I'll, I'll say no, it Not for Tank you. Barrios, Tank Santa Cruz. The, the only time this has happened was for Floyd versus uh, Pacquiao, where it got all jacked up. Yeah. Can you imagine if, if it actually does somewhere like Three million buys. That would be insane. You had to guess. What do you think? I, do you want to play that game or no? Not really. I think probably. <laughs> I don't know. Anywhere from one to two million. I would wouldn't shock me. If it's over two million, I gotta start training and I'm gonna fight Floyd next. How much? And I guarantee you, I'll knock him out, or at least try. <laughs> like I will. I will not hold. I will try to knock him out, and if he knocks me out, I will wake up. And say, put some money under my head. Look, just just let me train you. I just want some of those training fees. Oh, you you gonna train me like your K Karoma? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I listen. I promise you that if I trained Jared Hurd, I would have had a better strategy than whatever K Karoma had. <laughs> in fact, I bet you that in that fight, in the fifth or sixth round, Jared Hurd looked at K Karoma and was like, "Yo, I have to, I have to walk him down. I can't do what you're telling me to do." The crazy thing is I'm, that he did that <laughs> against Santana too. He did in the last in the last two rounds. He was uh, like, "Yeah, this this is not working. I might lose this fight." Wait, so real quick, are we are we gonna talk about your boy Ocho Cinco or what? Oh, what do you got to say about him? Yo, I thought he looked good. Um, for someone who only spent like two months of training, yo, he's an insane athlete. Like his fluidity and like movement in the ring looked great. He had no idea what <laughs> the hell he was doing, but I I enjoyed that. I guess I liked it. I liked that because, see, my thing is I love competitiveness. I don't care what it is. If it's real competitiveness and, like, either guy could lose, even though that was an exhibition also, but they could have got knocked out. And and it was a cool matchup. So I was fine with that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the knockdown. I, was, I, I didn't want him to get knocked out. I wouldn't have liked that. I was cool with that. It wasn't Jake Paul versus freaking Ben Askren who – Ben Askren, he looked like a fat plumber or something like that. Like that was disappointing. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I will say that it was better than most exhibitions because those guys didn't smother each other too much. That's the thing that you usually get with um these exhibitions is a lot of holding. And I don't know if you guys have ever like whipped out the gloves and tried to fight one of your friends. But, like, I know I have, and there's usually a lot of holding, mostly because your footwork sucks, or you just don't know how to defend yourselves, and the easy way to defend is to just grab on. And uh, they were had some surprising exchanges that were, like, pretty action-packed, so I, I will give them credit for that. Um, but well, bad, but I'm not dude. about to sit here and compliment Chad Johnson. I, I thought... He wasn't bad, but I don't think it was also like great. I mean, like, listen, I'm, 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 on, I'm right now. I'm grading on the scale for what it was. It was cool for like 
you know, regular boxing or this dude's weak. Um, yeah, I, I can I can I can go that far to give him that sort of praise. I just won't go over the top with it. No, over the top, not necessary. But a little bit of props, let's do it. Um, the body jack fight was hilarious to me. Quick. You you think he'll be back? You no. think he'll be back? Nope. I agree. I agree. I think this is one and done. I think he, I think he saw. He's like, yeah, I got, I, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> that knockdown. I see what it is, bro. I th- th- that's one thing though. I don't think that knockdown was that legit. He did not get clocked and he was hurt. He was out of position. Got yeah, hit I, in the I right spot. Yeah, I watched it a couple times. I've, I've been curious, like, was he hurt and like wobbled, or was he just like in a really awkward position and had nowhere to go? Still unsure about that. That's what I because th- like the positioning of their bodies was weird. He gets down and he gets up. I feel like what was really hurt was his pride and and his feelings because he got up and didn't fight the same way. But it wasn't like he was on, on unsteady legs. That's not what I saw there. He's trying to like give dude daps after the knockdown. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, the Badu Jack fight was funny to me. Uh, the amount of the amount of holding in that fight was ridiculous. Um, the guy who was fighting like was like clever, but at the same time had no clue what he was doing, and. Badu Jack, I, I think he would have been in a hell of a fight if John Pascal would have showed up uh, clean, probably. Yeah. I was going to say, which one? The, the clean, well, I don't know that we've ever had a clean John Pascal. Let's be real. But uh, a version of John Pascal that isn't like um, a walking pharmacy. Glowing orange. <laughs> the the John Pascal that looks, that looks like he didn't just walk out of Chernobyl. That one, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm watching that show on HBO. is very, very interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but what I have seen is freaking Mimo Heredia is going at a couple writers super hard. If, if yeah. anyone out there like wants to see like some smoke, go on Mimo's Twitter and look at all the writers. It's like airing out or attaching him to the uh, what's his name's test. Pascal's test. He is torching people. Yeah. But I I I don't think I care to watch Badu Jack fight. I know he's like a fan favorite to some people, but I don't I just can't get into Badu Jack. I think he's done. He's pretty high in age. What is he like thirty It's like thirty seven. Thirty seven. That's not terrible, but I for the way he fights, it's just like you you wind up drawing everybody. Yeah, it's just every fight of his pretty much looks the same. And the truth is, like, you know, I try to be real, right? PBC is not that deep at uh, 75 or was it? He was talking about cruiserweight. He goes a cruiserweight. Like, they got like one guy for him to fight. Yeah. So like the question at that point is like, who is he going to fight? I don't even like what fights are there to be made at cruiserweight on PBC. I can't think of any. I guess like F.A. Jaguars guy, like uh, F.A. Tobo or Pochi, like that's not happening. And uh, at 75, all they have is Marcus Brown. And I don't think the fight would be any different. So it's kind of just like, okay, now what, Badu? Like where where do we go from here? So I've been like following a lot of Twitch streamers on, uh, like I have a list on Twitter of all types of Twitch streamers. (laughs) And... um. There's one guy, he's got 72,000 followers, which is on the low end for the people that I'm following. And this fool posted a clip. <laughs> he posted the clip from Broner Maidana where Broner like did the humping to Maidana. And he just tweeted, I don't know what fight I was watching with that clip. Wait, what? He doesn't know what fight he was watching. I, I, first of all, I highly doubt this kid watches boxing. Oh, oh man, there's some good tweets here. Uh, this one guy tweeted out, "When you don't know how to play the game, so you just press all the buttons at once." And it's Logan Paul just throwing a bunch of crazy punches. <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen that 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 barrage of punches was like great for the next couple rounds because like it didn't land and it was like a super trash combo. 
But just to see that, like, he's not in there, not trying to do anything was like, okay, like, we have action. This is cool. I, 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 so my stream had went out, so I missed this thing. So I'm actually seeing this for the first time. And uh, none of these punches land, except maybe the uppercut. Oh, you missed everyone. Everyone. Because you can see he's actually, if anything, he's hitting him with his wrists. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. These tweets are good. Can't believe the greatest boxer of all time just got fucked up by Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing some, like, someone just sent me some really weird tweets. Like, one from Regis Progress says, Dear Floyd Mayweather, please never fight again. You mastered the sport of boxing against elite fighters for over 20 years. You're one of the greatest fighters to lace up a pair of gloves. Now it's time to walk away into the sunset and never look back. And Daniel Cormier. I thought to Logan Paul, he went eight rounds with the greatest boxer ever. Not a good look for Floyd. Like, what? I, I, what are you, I, going I, you guys are marks. You guys are marks. <laughs> they really are. What? Um, Weird takes. I, I don't know why people really want to see Floyd knock out Logan Paul. Do, they, do people just not like Logan Paul? Why are you guys so bloodthirsty all of a sudden? I, I think people hate the gimmick of it and want to see like the Paul brothers suffer. But it's like, like what? Like, the dude is like huge and, and he's in legit, he's in like professional athlete shape. Like, what do you want? Really? ESPN Ringside tweeted out that the MVPs of the Mayweather Paul main event so far were Deezus and Merrill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, man. They did, they did good. Um, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up right there. Um, I, I had fun tonight overall. I, I really did. I had fun watching this. I didn't take it too seriously. I hope you guys didn't either. It's better to not take these things seriously. I mean, what, 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 like, what were we expecting with Logan Paul? I, I half thought that some craziness would happen in the fight to set up another fight, you know, with Jake Paul, like, running into the ring or something like that. I mean, the thing is, like, they weren't, like, this was not, they couldn't deduct points. Like, Logan Paul had no incentive to do anything other than anything he wanted. Because there were no rules to the fight. Like, obviously, he wasn't going to low blow. But, like, the the ref wasn't going to take a point for holding. Because, technically, he couldn't. So, you know, just be glad that, you know, he didn't kick him in the nuts or something. Okay, wait. I have my last question. I wanted to ask this earlier, and I forgot, and I remembered. Okay. What do you think Showtime has learned tonight that they will apply to the Woodley and Jake Paul fight. Oh man, what a question! I think you definitely got to keep Adizas and Mero on commentary. I think that is something you got to do. Entire broadcast, you're saying? The no, only for the joke fights. I think okay, if okay. you're gonna put on real fights, treat them like real fights. Don't treat them like they're these joke fights. So you need the real broadcast there. I think having Adizas and Mero was a lot of fun. Um. I think you've got to improve your app because that was a disaster. They definitely need to do whatever it takes and they got to they they got to find some way. I always think about this stuff too, like legitimately when I'm taking a shower, I always think about situations where fighters or companies do things that people are like hating on. And I always think of like, well what like what is the PR move here to get people back? I don't know why I think about this stuff. Maybe I'm going to start a PR company. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I always think about this stuff. Like, how do you how do you get this stuff back? And I'm thinking about, like, how does Showtime make this right for their customers? How do they make it right so that people aren't apprehensive to, aren't apprehensive to sign up again? Part of me thinks you just come out and say, the fight was more than we've ever had on our streaming platform. This was unprecedented we are prepared for something like this. And even if it may not be likely that something could ever eclipse the the great night of action from Mayweather and, and Paul, we're ready if it happens again. I don't know. You do something like that. But I do think that they got to do something because that was, it, it just, it's just not good. I mean, it's happening during the main event. It was just such a, such a, a, a mess. When, when, <laughs> I was DMing Tom when his pay-per-view got jacked up. 
you know, Tom was and a I Karen just, tonight. I'm just going to say I, that right now. I pictured him like Trey and Boys in the Hood swinging in there. <laughs> <laughs> Tom was heated. Yo, Tom. they just did it. They they just said, if you purchase tonight's pay-per-view and you could not stream the fight, go request a refund. What, like on their Showtime service? Yeah. Thing, Twitter? Yeah. Let's see. That's clutch. If I mean, that's what you got to do sometimes. When your customer service fails, the 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 right thing to do sometimes is like, hey, we'll make it right. We'll make you whole. If we said you were getting this product and you didn't get this product, it's on it's on the house. I hate when you go to a restaurant and they're not they're not down like that. Yo, I love like sometimes like the hyperbole of Twitter. Like, listen to this one tweet. This guy wrote. I wouldn't buy another Showtime pay-per-view even if Jesus Christ went on a one-on-one with Santa <laughs> in a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> that guy like would 100% it. order it. You're a fucking liar. Exactly. exactly. Like, what? what are you trying to fool, man? They, they should make you do like a little test to prove that you can get a, a, a refund. How tight would people be if they couldn't get their refund because they didn't know like some logic problem? I mean... There should be some like thing you have to prove or whatever, but we'll see. If if they do Jake Paul versus Dana White on Showtime pay per view, you guys stop. You're gonna order it, okay? Jake Paul versus Dana White, Jake Paul versus Connor, Jake Paul versus Daniel Cormier, whatever. Like a lot of options, but yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna leave it there. We may be back in a day or two with another podcast where we're gonna preview more. But we did a podcast the other day. It was a really deep dive on the move that um, Matchroom has made to go to leave Sky Sports. So it was a real deep dive on that in British boxing in general. Otherwise, um, what do we got coming up this week? Oh, yeah. Just like one of the most packed weekends of... Oh, no. Actually, that's not this weekend. Do we have any boxing this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. June 12th. Who's fighting June 12th? As you can tell, guys, this is a post-fight reaction podcast. So like... We weren't fully comp- prepared for today, but let yeah, me just, we're, we're, we're vibing right now. We're vibing. You know what we should have did is recorded the conversation that we had last night, uh, and released that nah, as a they podcast. Not ready. They're not ready for that. They're not ready. What, uh, oh, next weekend is Shakur Stevenson, and ooh, maybe if you guys wanted to skip this one, I wouldn't blame you. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to skip it, but. Uh, this one next week it might be a little rough. K Karoma back in action. K K trains oh. Shakur, right? He does. Yeah, yeah. I I like Shakur Stevenson, but I I know that a lot of people aren't really fans of watching him fight, or they like posting gifts of him crying. Tom. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can um, get access to our chat. Our chat was really a godsend. So all of you guys in the chat today. Thank you so much for what you guys did. I mean, our main chat was like a complete disaster, just like Showtime. I mean, so many new people, so much discussion. You couldn't even read it. We have another chat exclusively for people who are subscribers to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Sunday Puncher. It was a lot of fun to talk with you guys during the fight. You guys also make the podcast possible. So thank you to you guys. If you like the podcast, rate and review it. Show us some love. And if you don't, Go find a podcast that you could love. And in fact, hit us up. We have friends that do podcasts. We got enemies that do podcasts. Let us know what you like and we'll tell you where to go. But hopefully you guys like us and that's why you're here. All right. But thanks a lot. We will be back very soon.